I'm Rebecca Alley, and this is The Weekly. Thank you for tuning in today for our episode about Woodlawn Museum, Gardens, and Park here in Ellsworth, and its new director, Kathy Young, who assumed the role in June. We'll chat about the museum's history and Kathy's first few months on the job. Kathy, thanks so much for joining me. So to start, um, can you tell us a bit about yourself? I know you hail from Camden, and this podcast is a collaboration between the American and the Islander and our sister weeklies in the Midcoast area. So we love when we uh, get a guest who can bridge both our regions together. So yes, I am. I am originally from Camden. Uh, actually, was born at the Coast Guard Academy in Connecticut, but my dad was stationed in Rockland, and so I grew up in Camden. Went to school in Camden, graduated, and then um, went away to college in Montana, and then lived in California for many years, and then lived in New Zealand for many years. So came back to help my mother with some of her aging transitions, and. Um, have been back in America for just over 10 years. So um, at, at a certain point, I was able to leave Camden and I was looking all around for what my next job would be. And I found this up in Ellsworth and I was thrilled because I, I enjoy Ellsworth. Um, I had, since I've been back in the last 10 years, been doing lots of kind of explorations of what's happened to Maine in my absence and um, really would come up pretty regularly. So yeah, cool. And so did some of your previous career roles before this, were they similar or is this a new, being the director here, is that kind of a new venture for you? No, well, the title is new, but um, I have, my whole career, 35 years, has been in the nonprofit sector. So I have been in uh, the Red Cross in New Zealand, in education, in social support, um, aged care, um, the YMCA for many years. and. Um, I, I did a short stint as an executive director in Portland with the Cancer Community Center, but mostly I've been in development work, program management, communications, outreach, all that kind of stuff. So this, this position pulls all that together in one. So I, I should mention, we are recording this episode at Woodlawn. Um, it's a well-known treasure in Ellsworth, it, the, this building that we're in here, um, it was built in 1827. It's a grand brick building. Um, there's a construction of the carriage barn going on uh, behind us here. We'll get into that later in the episode. There's lots of walking trails and gardens. Um, but for folks who, who may not be familiar with this property, can you give some background on its history and how it came into existence? Sure. Well, so that's a longer, maybe its own whole podcast, <laughs> but very short, <clears throat> briefly, this was the, the property was built in 1827. <clears throat> Construction started in about 24. We think it was finished in about 26, 27. So somewhere in there. <clears throat> but John Black came over to America from England at the age of 17 and did very well. Um, and, and was one of the original lumbermen and made his money on and, and ultimately owned the trees, cut the trees down, milled the trees into logs and loaded them onto his schooners, which Kate left the dock here in Ellsworth and went around the world. And he was able to, when he got successful enough and built this house, he could sit on the front porch and see all the way down to his dock on the Union River, wow. which I just think is really cool. And, um, but 
and then his son followed in his footsteps and carried on the family business, and then his son after that. So there's three generations of the black family. Um, Nixon, the, the third person who gave the gift to the trustees of his whole property and an endowment, um, never had children. So um, he, but he was friends with. So it, it wasn't given to the city; it was given to the public. Um, Hancock County Trustees for Public Reservations, very long title. Um, we just call them the board. But at the time, that was the group that was pulling all the land together and creating donations of land and properties and what became Acadia National Park. They then gifted that land to the federal government, and, and then the trustees really just had this property um, and still just has this property. So... Um, that whole story, talking about the barn and the new barn, um, is how – so the whole property was is 180 acres. It, at one stage, was over 300 acres because of the segment all the way down to the river. But right now, it's this side of the river. It's 180 acres with lots of miles of – two and a half miles of walking trails. There's croquet – nationally sanctioned croquet court. There's community gardens. There's formal gardens. There's – Lovely playing fields. It's it's a terrific property that's open every day of the year, dawn to dusk. Um, the museum is open just seasonally because it's ridiculous to heat in the winter. But uh, the barn that we're going to be building um, will have the Center for Downey's history, and that we're so excited about. Um, we've really been working on connecting with kids in the schools and providing education telling that story about how Maine was settled, the, the whole forestry and lumber business and, and industry and how Ellsworth was, still is on a land basis, the biggest city yeah. in the state. But at the time, it was really a, a massive hub, shipbuilding, lumber, the whole nine yards. And Mr. Black was a big part of that. So being able to tell that story, have an archive and, and, a research center and be able to digitize stuff. Mm -hmm. There are so much that we've got up in the attic um, and in the basements that haven't seen the light of day because we haven't had the space. Yeah. So we'll be able to build that barn and showcase it. Yeah. I think right. that's interesting too. Um, it, I think it, sometimes it can be kind of overlooked how much activity was going on in Ellsworth, especially with the river and how it played such an important role. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really a huge part of, of history here. Well, speaking of the Mid-Coast, so I grew up in, in Camden, worked on some of the schooners myself. My dad grew up in Boston, worked on the schooners. Never once did anyone tell me about schooners coming up the Union River, you know, and, and the thought at one stage, I've seen photographs of over 20 schooners. Yeah. And I'm just... How is that even possible? <laughs> they don't, there's no engine. They weren't backing up properly. Like, that's just, I I wish I could be a fly on that wall and have seen that. That's just so exciting. And and that's a huge part of, you know, not camping off their perches. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. And um, this place, this property, it's really been um, a place for the public to enjoy uh, can you, can you talk about Woodlawn's mission and, and how it hopes to serve the public? Yeah. So it, it, Nixon's will explicitly said that the park um, and the grounds were to be open for public enjoyment. So we truly are open all the time. There are no gates. Um, 
and the, the walking trails. We, we've got a wonderful caretaker who started just a couple months before I did. And the board is really committed to keeping our grounds up in, in top shape and, and improving upon them. So um, the house itself, the museum part of the house, is, as I say, seasonal. Uh, but we have been working for years with the schools. And that was a real part of the board asking itself, how can we best serve so that what is now where the sleighs are, that barn was kind of used as a program space and, and the carriage barn got rebuilt. And so all the carriages and sleighs are out in their little respective <laughs> barns. And and the, the old horse barn was rotten and just falling down. I've never seen it, but um, we realized to really be able to offer good community programming, year-round education, and just have a, have a meeting place for the community. We needed that space. So that's why we're building the, what we're calling the Woodlawn Community Barn, which will house the research center and the archives. Um, but it will also be just an open meeting space that will seat 125 people and um, be able to essentially we want to be able to have three classrooms at any one time safely working together and um, yeah it's it's very exciting and and the mission it has helped the board clarify its mission of being an education center a community gathering space to be able to host good programs and um, I can see us having um, uh, what's it called senior college and uh, adult education programs just rotary clubs, you know, mm-hmm. just any weddings, you know, this would be a great venue for a wedding. <laughs> so, so yeah, it is, this will help everything about what we're doing to finish the barn and prove how we can provide access into the museum is important. And what stage in the building process is the, the barn in? We have revised the plans from what I think the community understands from years ago, long before my time. But we have scaled the project down quite a little bit, um, and the new plans are going to the Ellsworth Planning Board in October, and it is our intention to break ground in March and open the new building in June-ish of 2023. Wow. Yeah. So going right now. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> So can you can you talk more about being executive director and what your role entails? And um, you've touched on this a bit, but just kind of the programming you, you facilitate. Sure. Well, at this point in time, other than Richard, my caretaker, I'm the only one in the room on staff. Um, our office manager has, has resigned. She had um, a, a medical issues. So, um, and I'm just kind of, because we, we shut the museum down early, because of COVID, mm-hmm. slow and, you know, people weren't all that interested. We can't clean the air in there. Mm-hmm. We can just recirculate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, so um, I, I, since I got here in June, I've tried to have some kind of a community event every month. Mm-hmm. Um, we're connecting with the chamber this month, September, as part of our autumn goal to have a Words of Palooza, which is just essentially an open mic here on the property. And we invite people to come and read poems, sing a song. I'm going to read from some of the archives and um, just have fun and gather together. And then in October, we're having a family field day. And Richard and his family are helping spearhead that. We're going to have old-fashioned games and um, make ice cream and just fun stuff. 
in November, we're going to have Black Friday at the Black House to oh. empty out the gift shop. Um, and, and we'll have cider and mulled wine and lots of great deals. So I'd love to see everyone and probably $5 house tours, just one final. Mm-hmm. Bring your jacket because we're not going <laughs> to. We're not going to heat it above 55, which is part of why we always shut down, you know. So, and I have been called the Grinch, but we won't be doing Christmas trees this year. I just, I didn't even want to ask the businesses, but I understand that that was a big part of Christmas here at Woodlawn, was businesses would come and decorate trees. Um, but going through the winter, we want to participate in all the, I want to have a snowman making competition out in the yard. I guess people getting cardboard sleds and have a race down the hill and so all of that is all on um, i've been working with the public library every we're going to do it quarterly and we'll be at part of words so we'll be starting a new story trail so we had a story trail that we launched at nixon's birthday in july that was up for the summer and it's just a small kid's story that you walk around the trail and it's a way to encourage families to come out and enjoy the trail um, but going into next year, I want to see Y camps. I want we had the Grand had their kids theater camp on the property. We have the Salty Dogs puppy training classes here on the property. Um, of course, croquet goes on all spring, summer, and fall. We just finished a tournament, and I've been encouraging them that next summer we'll have Twilight croquet. Look at some wine, whatever you want to call it. Just, you know, really have fun. Um, and, I, and I'm really looking for people who want to get involved and, and, and join and participate and give us ideas. Um, I'd love to see a big cornhole tournament. That's something I'm thinking about and maybe working with the Rotary. So plenty, there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah, and I, I will need some staff at some stage. Yeah. But, but that's the direction we want to go. And I really want this to be Ellsworth's place. Yeah, you know, it really is. Yeah, I was looking back at a previous article um, we ran earlier in the summer in the American, and you mentioned your efforts uh, to attract members and have mm-hmm. returning members and guests. How how is that going, or is that an initiative you're planning to start? Or well, I mean, the focus since the day I started was we do have to finish the campaign. <laughs> to build the barn. And, and that has been taking a lot of my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and we're changing some of the semantics and really the semantics, but um, to, to get away from the categories of membership and it's just to become a friend of Woodlawn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to encourage people to let us know. Um, there are a lot of friends of the trail. There'll be people who just are mostly interested in the museum or just, come and play in the gardens. Um, but I just want people to feel like they are a friend of, you know, much like people are friends of the library or friends of fish or whatever, you know, but friends of Woodlawn and, and feel like this is your place to, to come and, and do things and eventually be able to have, you know, 50th wedding anniversary in the barn would be lovely. So those kind of things. Um, we're getting interest and we're getting response. Um, I'm trying to meet as many people as I can in town and, um, and feel free. I should just say to the whole public, whoever's listening to invite me to come and have a cup of coffee and, or come up and see. Well, a lot of people who've come to meet me have said they haven't been here for years and don't wait that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, it does feel like a very special place just yeah. being 
being up here. So overall, how has it been going these first few months? Oh, it's terrific. I mean, I was able to buy a house right very close to Woodlawn. And so I, I walk the trails every day. Um, I love, I still love Ellsworth a lot. I think there's just a lot going on here. Um, and uh, being so close to Blue Hill and different places, it's, it's terrific. So, and everyone I've met has been very engaging and, and welcoming. And I, I feel like this is going to be a great fit. So I'm excited. And so how can, um, we do have Autumn Gold, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's coming up in the Ellsworth area um, next week, uh, I believe, or the 20th, oh, September yeah. 20th through the 25th. Yeah. So when are your events going to be happening or how can people find out more? Well, I'm, I'm actually setting press release out today <laughs> or tomorrow, um, but I have, I, they, people should try to follow our Facebook page because mm-hmm. I make events on there and I talk about what we're doing. You can also on our website, which is org, sign up to get our newsletter, which comes out every month and talks about what we're doing and what's happening. Um, but I believe I'm just on the autumn gold schedule and it is that words of Palooza mm-hmm. and we'll just have, we'll have refreshments here. Um, and we encourage people to come and read and tell stories and share or just listen, bring a, bring a lawn chair. And it's Saturday the 25th from four to six. So Great. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> and, and lastly, t- to wrap up, what has, has been the biggest surprise to you about working with this property and, and what do you hope visitors experience? The, my biggest surprise truly is how few people know it exists, mm-hmm. um, including myself. As I say, when I saw the listing for the position, I had come because I love both Fogtown and Airline breweries and um, I just like doing little day trips mm-hmm. around. And I had, and I'm a hiker. I've worked for two land trusts. So I'm anyway, and I turned right. <laughs> and then I turned right again up to the end. I was like, wow. Um, our trails really are terrific. They're, they're, I suppose if you're a mountain hiker, they're boring, but they were exercise route for the horses. So they're smooth and wide and, um, of course wet right now, but, um, but we have a community garden that I really want to cultivate a little bit more, no pun intended. Um, the croquet, you know, I really want to get like a high school croquet team. You know, we're the only nationally sanctioned croquet court in Maine. And I really think a lot more people should be out playing it. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I wish folks uh, understood that it, this is a public and open park and it's, and you should come out because it's also very peaceful. I do mm-hmm. see folks come and there's picnic tables and just enjoying, you know, coming out at lunchtime and take a quick walk or just enjoy the weather. So feel welcome is what I would hope that people experience when they're here. Well, yes, everyone come out, come on out here. And um, Kathy, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast. We'll be taking a holiday break, but we'll be back again with new episodes in January. In the meantime, feel free to listen to some of our previous episodes from our first season. You can find The Weekly wherever fine podcasts are downloaded or visit one of our news websites. The Weekly is a collaboration between the Ellsworth American, Courier Gazette, Republican Journal, 
Camden Herald, and Mount Desert Islander, all powered by Village Soup. If you have a comment or suggestion for someone we should talk to, send us an email at theweekly at villagesoup.com. Until next time.